Okay, so far so good. It looks like we are live on both Instagram and Facebook. Hello, hello. Welcome to the virtual new moon circle honoring Libra energy tonight. Coming from a Libra. I'm excited to host this one, even though I'm running on very little sleep. So we are going to take just a moment here. It's letting me know to just wait a moment. It's going to let everybody know that we're live. There's always a little bit of a lag or delay there. So we'll take about one to two minutes for everybody to get that notification that we are here. And if you are starting to log on, feel free to say hi in the chat, say hi in the comments. And I'm just going to clear my throat. <clears throat> Maybe get a little drink of water here and prepare for our circle tonight. And I'm not sure how this one will go because it's always a little bit of a different vibe on a new moon. People tend to know more about full moon energy than they do new moon energy. So new moon circles tend to be a little bit different and a little bit less attended than full moon circles. So we'll see who wants to jump on tonight on this Sunday evening as we are hanging out. And while we are waiting for everybody to get signed in, just in case you're catching the replay, I want to say welcome to the circle. So if this is your first time tuning in to me, welcome. My name is Vina Lene Rachel. I am a moon priestess, a channeler, an intuitive, and I host these moon circles every uh, two weeks or so, every new moon and full moon, best I can with my schedule, just to let you know a little bit about the new moon, about the full moon, and about the energy that's playing into the lunar um, cycle or the lunar phase that's affecting us. I also like to bring in Vedic astrology. I'm not an expert in Vedic astrology, but I did travel to India about five years ago. And during that time, I learned about Vedic astrology and having practiced Western astrology for so long, I just became really fascinated in it because it's so similar to um, well, the, the, the two are so similar together. Um, when you compare them, there's a lot of uh, crossover in the wisdom that is passed on uh, with each of those astrological interpretations. So that's something else that I like to touch base on in my circles. So tonight, we are going to be talking about the new moon in Libra. We moved into Libra season on September 22nd, and I will, we will remain here until October 23rd, and then we'll shift over into Scorpio season. But for now, the moon and the sun are aligned, so we are in Libra season, and we're going to talk a little bit about Libra energy and what that means. We're also going to talk about the Vedic astrology of this moon. This moon is in Uttara Paguni Makshatra, and so we'll be touching base on that. We'll also talk um, about some breath work and some mantra practices that you can utilize in order to um, feel more aligned with the energy right now of this season and of this new moon. And maybe you're just here for the first time, so you'll learn a little bit about how to you know, hold a moon ceremony or hold a moon circle or what they're all about. So wherever you are on your journey, I welcome you into our 
circle tonight and I'm super excited to share more about what's going on in the cosmos. So before we get officially, officially started, I would really like to start with us taking some deep breaths. This is something I always like to do, but being a Libra, being an air sign, I'm very connected to air and breath, and I always like us to just slow down. You know, even when I start to channel, you will learn, or if you don't know this about me already, I start to get um, to talking really fast and my words get kind of jumbled and sometimes they get a little like dyslexic in the way that I present them. And so, you know, I like to take a moment to just slow down and pause, especially cause we're in this new moon energy, this time of more darkness and slowing down and pausing. We'll take some deep breaths and then we'll move forward into our circle. And I just got like the most tingly spot on my head. So I know this is the right thing to do. So if you can, find maybe supportive posture, either standing or sitting tall, wherever you are. If you're lying down, just kind of really stretch out your spine so you're nice and open throughout your body. I hear a truck going by, so I'm going to let that truck go by. And while we do that, if it is safe for you to close your eyes, you can also close your eyes. So as we close our eyes, or you can keep them open either way, we're going to start to tune into our breath our body. Really feel those inhales and those exhales moving through your body. And also feeling the body itself. Can you start to let go of any tension in your head, your neck, your jaw, your shoulders? Maybe it's on down through your sides, ribs, your waist, your hips, your low back, your legs maybe even your feet and toes, wherever you are, just try to relax, soften, open, create space for your breath, and then use that space to stretch your breath out. So deeper inhales, longer and deeper and slower exhales. Let's try to do that again. Deep breath in and deep breath out. When you're ready, blink your eyes open. And we'll do one more breath, deep breath in. And deep breath out. Just letting go, shaking everything off, grounding in. So we like to ground during a new moon or we intentionally feel like grounding. We feel like resting more, finding more stillness, meditating more, you know, doing slower practices or just being in a slower lifestyle because, you know, we're in a time of darkness. So if you look outside right now, you can't see the moon or not really because the moon is aligned in between the earth and the sun. And so that blocks the sunlight and prevents you from being able to see the moon, but also creates a lot of darkness here on earth. This also means that the moon's not really activated right now. It's not activated by that solar energy. It's aligned with the sun, but it's not activated by the energy. And so we are activated more on earth. So we're connected to earth's gravity, which pulls us down to the earth, makes us want to get closer to the earth, means that we sit and meditate or we lie down and we you know, maybe do a shavasana or yoga practice or we rest or we sleep more, or maybe we're just feeling 
unmotivated, a little lazy or lethargic. Like maybe we're feeling in those lower frequencies because we're closer to the earth and we're in more of our earthly human body and the earthly human experience, which to be honest, let's be real. Let's not be all ultra spiritual like sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes the earthly human experience can be a bit of a drag, right? It can have its downer times. And so we can be more in that earthly human experience and more in our lower frequencies underneath the new moon, meaning that we are feeling, you know, frustrated, mad, sad, depressed, you know, anything below the heart space that's really part of the human experience and not part of our soulful perspective or our soulful experience, you know, those are the frequencies that we could also experience when we're in the new moon phase. Now, the moon shifts signs every two and a half to three-ish days. And right now the moon is aligned with the sun. Well, since we're in the sun season of Libra, as I mentioned before, we've been in the sun season of Libra since September 22nd. We will shift over into Scorpio season on October 23rd. So during this time, we're in the solar season or sun season of Libra. And now because the moon is aligned right with the sun, we're also bringing in that sign of Libra to the moon. So this new moon is in the sign of Libra, the sign of the scales, the sign of the cosmic judge, and we're going to talk all about that Leo energy here in just a bit. So before I move forward any farther, I want to take a moment just to bring in our five elements. I always do this with our moon ceremonies or our moon circles. I like to bring in the five elements just to also help us connect to that earthly human experience. No matter what phase, you know, even in we're um even when we are in our full moon circles, I still bring in the five elements to help ground us because at that time prana is heightened, we're more pulled up to the moon, we you know, and we need to ground. So we need to connect to that earthly energy or that earth magic. Now during a new moon, again, we can use the magic of the earth to also uplift our frequency. So when we have that extra upon it energy, the energy of a new moon, the energy of our exhale, that heavy, like low, that bottom energy of the breath, whenever we have an extra amount of apana, we can connect to earth's magic to help raise our frequency and feel more balanced. So I'm going to be bringing in the five elements here. And by the way, you know, this moon is relative to our planet earth. You know, this moon isn't relative to any other planet in our galaxy or in our cosmos. So we want to honor the earth magic anytime that we are connected to this new moon energy just because this is relative to earth only. So let's start with the earth element after talking about earth so much. The first earth element that I like to bring in is some sort of crystal or gemstone and I have a couple tonight. Actually I have four. <laughs> One of them is just a little bit of my precious. So this is a rare crystal. You might see over here that I have the um, cathedral. I don't know if you can see it there on Instagram. You can't really see it here, but on Facebook, you can see it here. Instagram, I'll show you real quick. See my cathedral over there. I tried to use it to block the, um, <laughs> the plug-in, but it didn't really work that great, but that's okay. And, uh, 
Okay, I don't know why it's... Uh, okay. Something's telling me that I can't... I swear with this Mercury in retrograde, and that is something else that we're going to talk about tonight. And I think I'm going to... I'm going to make a decision with this new moon. I'm going to make a very important decision with this new moon. I am no longer going to broadcast my virtual moon circles on Facebook because for the past three moons, a full lunar cycle in Virgo and now in uh, Libra, we're going with the new moon in Libra and new moons are a time of new beginnings, by the way, it's day one of that 29 and a half ish day lunar cycle. So this is a great time to make choices, make decisions, make beginning um, or lean into new beginnings and also kind of like cut cords or cut ties because we're in a new season, the season of fall. So um, as this uh, Facebook transmission goes bad on me again for the third moon circle in a row, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm not going to carry this energy over into the next lunar cycle. I'm going to quit transmitting on Facebook. I'm only going to transmit them live on Instagram and then I'll continue to post my replays on Facebook and you are sorry on um YouTube and my website. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'm okay with that because I'm tired of fighting this whole um, situation with Facebook blocking me out. And Facebook is, oh, shout out in the comments if Facebook frustrates you. So, okay. Sorry, Meta. Sorry, Facebook. Let's get back to our five elements <laughs> before I got um, shut off there. So I like to start with a little gemstone or crystal situation. And this is just a little bit of a uh, personal uh, product here. This is a pink amethyst. So I'm going to bring this in really close because she is a beaut. And I'm going to actually bring my ring light in a little closer now that I'm not um, transmitting on Facebook anymore. I really want you to be able to see this if you can. Wait for it. Okay. So you can see here. There we go. Yeah. So it's kind of yoni shaped as well. So this really does represent kind of a feminine energy. And we're going to talk about why I would use this tonight as well. But anything pink. So pink amethyst. But anything pink. I also am wearing a mala of rose quartz. I have my wedding ring on, which is pink tourmaline. So anything pink, I'm wearing this pink shirt, but pink crystals are good to use with this moon. And also, peach moonstone, another crystal that I brought into the circle tonight. So again, anything kind of peachy colored. So moonstone, again, anytime you're using moonstone, you are connecting to lunar energy. You're connecting to the moon. But anytime you're utilizing peach moonstone, you're representing new beginnings. Funny how I brought this in and I made a choice for a new beginning tonight. And you're also connecting to the divine feminine. So great one to use if you're trying to connect more to your feminine energy. Finally, I have Labrador, right? So I like to use Labrador, right? I've got a couple of different pieces here. So I have kind of a more rough cut polished on one side Labrador, right? Okay. And then on the other side, this is just a bigger palm stone 
but I love those colors. Check out those rainbows. Labradorite comes from Labrador, Canada, and it actually comes from outer space. So it came from something from outer space crashing in at Labrador, Canada, and now we have beautiful Labradorite. Labradorite connects us to cosmic consciousness, helps to raise our frequency, and also helps to connect us to the ether or kind of what's beyond this planet. Right now, Mercury is in retrograde. And anytime Mercury is in retrograde, along with, by the way, five other planets in retrograde, but anytime Mercury is in retrograde, things get a little crazy. When you have five planets in retrograde in addition to, things are going to get extra crazy. So if you're feeling a little out of whack, it might be because of the cosmos. So let's connect to that cosmic energy and ask it to serve us rather than destroy us. And we connect to cosmic energy through stones like Labrador, right? And I almost brought in my Moldavite tonight and I probably should have. Moldavite, you know, I jumped on the Moldavite train very recently. I've been very aware of the stone for years. Um, have not felt a need to work with it, but then I started reading more about it and how it helps to connect to heart energy, which is something we're going to be focusing on tonight. It also helps to connect you to your feminine energy. It was found in the um, where the statue of the Venus of Willendorf was, so we know that it's connected to that divine like Venus feminine energy, and it also helps to connect us to the cosmos. It's great for those who feel like they're kind of like an earth transplant. So do you feel like you're kind of like an alien transplanted on earth? If so, you might <laughs> you might want to get some Moldavite in your life. So I don't have that one with me, but it's green, it's beautiful, it connects you to your heart um, as well as the cosmos, and that might be one that you want to work with uh, with this lunar cycle or with this new moon in Libra as well. So moving on from the crystals, I also like to always bring in some sort of smudging material. Tonight I'm going to bring in this white sage smudging stick, and it's a brand new smudging stick representing new beginnings. This is a new season of fall, but also because on the other side, we again are connecting back to that rose. We have this beautiful rainbow assortment of rose petals on here, so we're going to be burning a little bit of dried rose with our dried sage, and I do this to just let you know about practical magic. You know, maybe you don't have sage or you, um, you know, aren't able to find sage or Palo Santo or Copal or some of these others that we burn. Well, roses are pretty much readily available. Now you want to try to find an organic rose if you can, but if you can't find organic roses, so be it. You go and find some rose petals. You dry those out. You can even dry those like on a low temperature in the oven really quickly at like a hundred degrees. 200 degrees um, for about 15-20 minutes. But regardless, you can burn dried rose and that works as a smudging material. You could also burn cinnamon sticks or other items as well. So a little bit of practical magic combined with that regular white sage. We're going to combine this all with the element of fire. So now we're bringing in our second element. And this one's going to take a moment to really catch on because it's brand new. By the way, I also have my window open over here in the office. That's why we heard that truck going by earlier because anytime you're smudging, oh, that smells so good. Um, 
anytime you're smudging, you want to have a place for the smoke to escape because we're clearing out the air. We're clearing out the energy. And we want all of that negative, stagnant, toxic energy to leave our spaces completely. Now, I'm also adding in the element of air with a feather. Now, this smoke, I'm going to bring it up to you. Actually, I need to, I told you it might take a moment. It's brand new. So anytime we're bringing in this smoke, we're cleansing and purifying. And I'm going to take this to you so that you can receive the smoke. There it is. Cleansing and purifying. I'm also cleansing and purifying the tech I'm using to communicate to you with all around. Same thing with me around my head, around my body. Just kind of cleansing out this little pocket of space in my office that we're having this little circle in. And then I'm going to continue to just let this burn because the smoke is going to stop when it needs to stop. So that's just under receive to you as well. By the way, because we're connected through the ether in this space of the internet, we are also able to receive the energy of these items that I'm bringing in, these elements. So the crystals I just brought through to you, you're receiving that energy. Um, the smudging materials here, you're receiving that energy, the smoke. I'm also going to be bringing in the energy of this eagle feather just to help bring in the energy of air in a different way. So this smoke is air combined with the element of fire and earth, but we're also going to add in some extra air just to help fan that smoke to you to me, to our space, and then out the window, <laughs> to the window, literally to the window. All right. So another way you can connect to air is simply having feathers, a little bit of practical magic. We can almost all find feathers outside if we just go for a little walk in nature where the birds hang out. Um... You don't have to have smudging smoke or, you know, light a smudging material on fire and get that smoke for the element of wind. I know some people live in spaces where they can't have smoke in their space. They'd set off like smoke detectors and things like that. So you can also just have feathers in your circle. You could fan yourself with the feather, fan your um, little space that you're having your circle in with the feather as well. And you're going to receive that air energy. Finally, we also bring in the energy of water. Now, typically I use essential oils. So I am going to start with that. Now, the first oil I'm going to suggest to use right now is ylang-ylang or ylang-ylang, depending on how you pronounce it. Ylang-ylang is the oil of the heart, and it helps us to find more emotional balance. It helps to open up our circulation, which means it opens up our heart quite literally and physically, but also emotionally and energetically. It also has that nice balance to it, right? Libra is the sign of the scales, as in weighing out and finding balance. And so, you know, anything that's a double, like yalingaling, that's a balanced word and that's very appealing to Libra. But Libra is also an air sign. And so anything that connects us to our respiratory system, and by the way, when it comes to your air element, in your body, that's going to be your lungs and your heart. So if you're connecting to your heart with yulingaling, you're also connecting to that air energy, even though it's 
water, if that makes sense. Now, we also connect to this by, um, or we also bring in the water element when we use essential oils because these are steam distilled. So they um, collect them with water, and so that's where the element of water comes in. But we're also getting an earth element because these do come from plants, right? So for Yuling Ling, I just love to smell it straight from the bottle. It's literally like a drug for me. I don't know what it is. I love this smell. It smells to me like daffodils or like babies, like baby powder in a way, like a subtle, I don't know. It's got something to it. I really like it. But anyway, Yuling Ling, you could put in your diffuser and you could simply bring into the air for air element. You could smell it from the bottle. Again, that aromatherapy right from the bottle. Um, that is going to be air element as well. And by the way, when you put it in the diffuser, you're connecting to that water element because you're combining with the water. You could also put this on your skin, preferably diluted. So you could rub it right on the heart and the lung area, kind of in the back of the lungs and heart to enhance your respiratory system. Um, so that's another way that you could use it as well. The other oil I would suggest working with tonight is rose. Yet again, we talked about using rose in our uh, Virgo new moon circle, so our last new moon circle, but this carries over right now because rose helps to connect us to our feminine energy. It helps to uplift our frequency. It connects us to our heart center and connects us to our soul center. Now, rose is also the highest frequency oil. So when you use this, you have, um, you, you can't prevent the rising up of your frequency. You can't prevent the uplifting of your frequency. So you could smell it again, straight from the bottle. You could throw it in the diffuser, you know, any sort of way you want it, maybe a few drops in the bath. By the way, you could also put just like rose petals in your bath or drink some rose tea, other ways to connect to rose. But personally, um, I would suggest maybe doing something different with this new moon. So instead of using the essential oil, what about a um, hydrosol? So I have a rose hydrosol here, which is essentially just like rose essence. So whenever the oil is collected, there's the rose oil, and then there's this byproduct, aside from the water and the steam, called hydrosol, and that's what this is. So this contains the energy of rose. It's infused with it, even though we don't have any physical, like, rose oil or rose petals in there. So I really like to use sprays, natural sprays like this, little room sprays, because this is going to clear the air, especially from all of that smudging smoke. So if you smudge and you want to clear the air afterwards, see how it everything just kind of cleared out here in our screen. Um, you could use a smoke, a spray. Um, you could also use this kind of as a smudging material. So you could give yourself a little dousing in the rose hydrosol and that's going to give you the same concept or the same effect as if you were using the rose oil. Now rose also connects us to our goddess energy and kind of that purifying energy of Virgo. In Vedic astrology this moon is in like a Virgo placement. It's in between Leo and Virgo. So we can bring in anything from that Virgo moon circle, including the essence of Rose, into this moon circle as well because the moon is in Utari Palguni Nakshatra. 
Okay, so the fifth element, I kind of already mentioned it, but it's the ether. It is this space that we are already connecting to, the realm of magic, the realm of the ether, the realm of the other side, however you want to put it, the cosmos. We're connecting to that as well. And we do that through the internet. So even if you're catching the replay of this moon circle, you're still receiving the benefits of all of these elements that I've brought into our circle tonight just because we're connecting through the ether. That's also why I smudged you tonight and smudged the tech because I want to make sure that our transmission is clear and with intention and really reaches the people that it needs to reach. So if you have any questions about bringing in the five elements into your circle, go ahead and put those in the comments now. I'm happy to answer them. I'm also going to bring in the guides and guardians of the five directions. And this is a way just to enhance this circle of energy, to enhance our space, to enhance our lunar circle, our moon circle. So I'm going to start by closing my eyes and you can just relax and listen in on this one. We start by welcoming in the guides and guardians of the east, the element of air, fresh breaths, new beginnings, a lot of movement. We welcome in the air and we thank the guides and guardians of the air for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the south with their element of fire transformative energy that we can find from the inside when it's not on the external. When it's dark outside, we find the light inside. And so we thank the guides and guardians of the element of fire for being in our circle tonight and helping us to find our way to our own inner light to shine. We also welcome in the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water, transformative water element washing away what no longer serves, helping you to feel cleansed and purified. We thank the guides and guardians of the West for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the ether, the cosmos, the realm of connecting to those on Earth side. Thank you for being in our circle tonight. Thank you for guiding us helping us to understand where we need to go, how we need to learn. And finally, we welcome in the guides and guardians of the North, their element of Earth, helping to ground us with this Earth magic, these other four elements that we've brought into our circle tonight, but also just this earthly human experience that we're all sharing tonight under this moon. We thank the guides and guardians of the element of Earth, for supporting us in our circle and being here tonight. And then we invite in the guides and guardians of the Akash, the spirit realm, the ether, the place of sixth sense. We trust in the guidance that you have to offer us and the messages that you need to pass on to us right now. We are open and receptive. And we thank you for being in our circle tonight. Deep breath in and out. 
without our circle is officially, officially open, protected, created with safe space in mind. Let's talk a little bit more about Libra. You know, Libra is the sign of the scale, is always looking for balance and alignment. This is a really good time to find that for yourself. We move into the season of autumn on the first day of Libra season every year. And autumn is an in-between season. Autumn is a season of balance. We are learning to balance ourselves in a new way. Work, life, home, love, self-balance, right, etc. So that we feel more prepared as we go into winter when times are a little tougher usually. A little bit less carefree and when we're more at home or more hermited in. So... Libra is also about this energy of what do we need to let go of in order to feel more harmony, another word for alignment or balance or peace, right? Now, we also have to consider that Libra is also sometimes called the cosmic judge. Have you ever noticed how in a court of law or law places or lawyers, they have that little set of scales? That's about fairness and justice, right? Part of aligning human society is making sure that everything is balanced and fair and just. So when we think about Libra energy, we can also think about it like a judge, or a cosmic judge making really strong decisions to help us come back into that alignment, right? So Libra energy with that judgment coming around can also lead to you being a little judgy. And it's okay even if you're not a Libra or not an air sign during this season, you might be a little bit more judgmental. That might be towards others. It might be towards yourself. Okay. It might be towards things that are out of your control, like politics. Well, semi in control by voting, but you know what I mean? So you need to be careful of your perspective right now. And another reason why is because planets are in retrograde and then Mercury is the sixth planet to join the party, did so um, a bit ago, and it's going to end on October 2nd, but we're still navigating kind of this backwards energy, and it's a time that we might be deflecting more than reflecting when really we should be seeing the mirror in everything that triggers us, okay? So if you're feeling the need to judge somebody else right now, you need to slow down and ask yourself if that's a piece of you that you're judging yourself on the inside. Because I guarantee most of the time it is. Whether you want to face the facts or not, face the hard truth, being that judge is about pounding that gavel and facing the hard truth. When you are turned off by something in the external world, it's probably because it's something within you that you do not approve of. A behavior a way of thinking, a lifestyle, etc. Some sort of choice that you've made that you're really not proud of and you really want to change. You'll deflect that onto others and get mad at others for having the same issue, right? So be mindful of your judgments during this new moon in Libra. Finally, try to find balance above all else emotionally, 
energetically, and that comes by aligning through the heart, living through the heart, speaking, feeling, hearing, processing through our hearts rather than our ego-driven minds, okay, or through our adrenaline-driven feet, (laughs) fight or flight, wanting to run our legs. You got to filter things from the heart right now. Our heart is our emotional center. So our upper three chakras, our spiritual chakras, and our lower three chakras, our earthly chakras, come together and merge at the heart. Okay, this fourth energy center. So this is a place to feel more energetically aligned, coming back to that feeling of the scales and balance with Libra season. But you're also just going to feel a little bit less judgy because you're moving out of your heart. And then you're probably going to attract more in a positive way because you're letting go of those negative acts and behaviors, right? Everybody has a dark side. Every side has a dark side. Every moon has a dark side. Every lunar phase has a dark side. We're in the dark side of the lunar phases. We just had the balsamic moon. Now we are in the dark new moon. And it's going to be this way for at least a couple of days. And then we will shift into a crescent moon. And that is a different energy, right? But for now, we hold back and we hang out in these new moon vibes, which are a little bit different. So, Let's shift energy for just a moment. I want us to move over to the eastern side of the world. I want to talk about the Vedic astrology of this moon because it's very similar to Western astrology. And actually, I I lied. Before I go there, before I go there, let's go back to Libra energy. I've talked a little about rose and purification, like smudging the air, having pure things, having pure intentions, you know, not judging Try not to have, you know, trying to have pure thoughts. That's because in Vedic astrology, the moon is still in a partial aspect of Virgo. Virgo is the energy of the divine feminine, the goddess, the virgin. And so we're still holding on to that energy even with Libra. By the way, guys, I got a little sunburn today. My skin's getting kind of (laughs) tight. I was at a three-day vendor event um, locally, about 45 minutes away, but I had to be out in the sun today because the wind was too windy and it was going to take my tent away. And so I'm just like, I'm noticing in the video, I'm kind of getting tight. My eyes look little and things are just looking a little rough. So that's what's going on with my skin, but (laughs) I digress. Um, going back to Vedic astrology and, and comparing it to Western astrology. So in Western astrology, this moon is in the sign of Libra. Now, Libra is ruled by Venus. Also, why you might want to use Moldavite with this new moon in Libra, because Venus of Willendorf, when they found the statue of Velas and Willendorf, they had Moldavite there as well. However, just know that Libras are ruled by Venus energy and the planet of Venus, okay? Now, let's go over to the eastern side of the world and look at Hindu mythology or Vedic astrology. This moon is in Uttari, Palguni, Nakshatra, which is kind of wedged in between Virgo and Leo constellations in the sky. So, 
even in the eastern side of the world, we still have this moon leaning into this Virgo, pure, virgin kind of essence. And then we even add to that because we talk about this moon or this nakshatra or this lunar mansion, meaning star of patronage or star of companionship. Uttara Palguni stands for patronage, companionship, like soul friends, soul partners, right? Love of my life. And it's represented by a marriage bed or a marriage cot. Now, it's interesting how our previous moon was represented by the funeral pyre, right? The feet at the end of the funeral pyre, the feet at the end of the grave or the coffin. Now we're going into the bed, the cot, the bed, the marriage bed. And that's because right now with Uttara, Palguni, Nakshatra, we are brought into an energy of merging masculine and feminine. So our previous moon was about detachment, letting go, release with that full moon, right? The death, the dying, right? The creating space. Well, now we have been rebirthed. We're coming together. We're creating. We're can, you know, working into conception and rebirth maybe. And all of these energies are this next lunar mansion or this next lunar phase. Now, Uttara Palguni Nakshatra called the Star of Patronage. It's ruled by Amya. Oh my gosh, why can't I even say it? It's going to bother me. Uh, Ariantra. Ariantra? My goodness. Mercury's in retrograde. (laughs) I'm doing it again. Um, Hang on. It's going to bother me if I don't figure it out right now. Um, no. See, it's Sanskrit. And of course, my, my little human brain doesn't want to think of the Sanskrit right now. Give me just a minute. Oh, gosh. Why am I not going to find it, of course? Well, the deity that rules this um, lunar mansion is also kind of represented by Shiva Shakti energy combined, which means a bit of the marriage energy of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And this deity that starts with an A that I cannot think of the name of, and I'm going to find pretty soon, it's going to happen. Um, this one in particular uh tends to rule the heart space and it's all about companionship, you know, soul partners, best friends. So it doesn't have to be romantic. It can simply mean that merging of divine self, divine masculine and feminine within self, or just seeing the self in everyone else and, and reflecting that back on us, right? Instead of judging, just kind of seeing our heart self or our soul self in everyone else. I can't find it. You're going to have to look it up yourself. I'm so sorry. I should have written it down in my notes, but I didn't, and that's okay. So in the Western world, we're ruled by an energy of creation, coming together, marriage, partnership, companionship, and 
rebirth. We are also ruled by an old ancient deity called Baga. And Baga means wealth or prosperity. So again, with this last full moon, the full moon that we had in Pisces, we let go of things. We allowed things to die and release. Now we come through with Baga and we've made space for more wealth and abundance. Now, Baga is a sun deity. I mentioned that this nakshatra, this lunar mansion, is wedged in between Leo and Virgo. Leo is ruled by the sun. And so it's even been rumored that at one point, you know, this deity or these deities of um, this particular nakshatra, actually this deity defeated Lord Shiva. And Surya... Or, you know, the, um, sorry, you have, uh, gosh, my brain is all over the place. Guys, I'm going on four and a half hours of sleep, if that, maybe just four, maybe like three and a quarter, three and three quarters, something like that. Um, I'm trying to give you all of this Vedic knowledge as well, because I think that it's really important. So let me just slow down, take a deep breath. Get my mind thoughts right, as I mentioned. By the way, thank you so, so much for your patience. All the air signs out there are like, girl, I get it. I get it. This uh, Mercury retrograde, right? Okay. So Leo energy in the Western world is ruled by the sun. Even in Vedic astrology, this Uttara Palguni nakshatra has a deity ruling over it, Baga, that is part of the, the, the sun or represented by the sun or Surya. At one point in time, this energy was also related to Vishnu, the creator. Okay. So we have, uh, the destroyer Shiva getting conquered by Vishnu, the creator. So this is a time of creation. Again, this is a time of abundance and growth, even though it seems like everything is dying and decaying around us, especially if you're in North America. So if you look around us, you know, even in the eastern part of the world, you know, you're moving into more of their winter or rainier season. Um, over here in the western part of the world, we're moving into fall and everything is drying up and dying. However, there is an autumn planting of seeds. You know, you can plant bulbs for flowers to grow in the spring and just hang out in the winter overnight. You can plant garlic. You can plant other things in the ground in an autumn planting to be harvested at springtime. So this is still a time of coming together and conceiving and creating really whatever you desire. And we're also embracing a lot of feminine energy right now because this energy of, you know, Venus ruled Libra, if you go back to the Western world, and the energy of the feminine is the womb space. You know, this is why I had that yoni-shaped crystal or I suggested working with anything pink because that also relates to yoni energy and the energy of the womb space. So as women, we all have an energetic womb, by the way, whether you're a woman, a man, however you identify, we all have an energetic womb space in our sacral chakra, our second energy center. But women in particular have a womb to create life. So anytime we're influenced by this feminine energy like Venus, we're encouraged to connect down to our womb spaces and that divine feminine 
within. Now I say that because back in the eastern side of the world, this new moon in Uttara Paguni Nakshatra kicks off Navaratri, the nine waxing nights of the goddess. So we're actually getting three different goddesses with three different incarnations each. So nine goddesses each, one goddess for each of the nights, the first three nights being one goddess, the next three nights being the other goddess, the last three nights being the final goddess, right? It's kind of broken down in that way. But this is an energy of honoring the divine feminine and honoring creation and also honoring, you know, any sort of softer energy, kind of like that rose essence that we brought into our circle tonight. So those are some of the reasons that I brought in the tools that I did. But I wanted to also suggest that you work with, you know, a little bit of this energy right now because you have the ability to connect to your inner feminine no matter how you identify. And I want to let you know something, just a little bit of a secret, a little quick story. I'm here today doing what I do as Vena Lene, as a channeler of the divine, that's what Vena means, that's my spiritual name that was given to me in India. You know, I do what I do around all of this feminine stuff because at one point in time, my teacher is seven years ago said soften into the feminine. My teachers really said soften into the feminine. And so I looked into softening into my feminine. I was very masculine driven and now here I am doing what I do today and I owe it all to them giving me that one little piece of advice. And so I advise you to do the same, no matter if you are male or female, soften into your feminine right now, just for the next nine days, if you can, you don't even have to go to the full moon, just the next nine days, can you honor more of your feminine energy, that nurturer, that caretaker, that softer side, and just notice how you feel. So let's go back over to Western astrology, okay? Let's come back over there. So we've talked a little bit about this Libra energy influencing the moon. I also want us to do a practice to help connect to our heart space. So connecting to more emotional balance through the heart, okay? So I want you to actually place a hand on your heart, by the way, that is closer to your left side. So bring your hand close to your heart. And then your other hand can rest or it could go on your belly. It's up to you. And then you're, if it's safe to do so, you're going to close your eyes. And just take some deep breaths in and out. Taking a moment to slow down. Taking a moment to ground in. I want to give you a mantra to say. I want you to silently say over and over, peace begins with me. Just in your head, peace begins with me. Peace begins with me. Peace begins with me. Mm, take a deep breath. Lower the tin on down. Let's take a moment. Open the eyes. Good. How does your energy feel now? 
So when you just take a moment, right? You just take a moment to breathe and connect to your heart. Everything changes. I felt the whole energy shift when I said, let's take that on down. Let's take that right on down. Yeah. We just felt that calm down. With a little deep breath into the heart and out. And can you just bring in a mantra of peace begins with me? Peace begins with me. Peace begins with me. When you connect to your heart and you just breathe out of that heart, you don't even have to find balance. When you just feel yourself breathing in and out of your heart, peace begins with me. Peace begins with me. Or you just connect to breathing in and out of your heart, slowing down. It grounds you. It calms you. It clears your mind. <sighs> Very simple, practical magic tonight. I wanted to offer you that. Because we're moving into spooky season. Scorpio season is next. Libra season is kind of lighter, right? We're moving into the air season, right? Everything's drying up outside. But we lighten things up. We lessen things. We detach. Just by connecting into our heart, we soften. And we detach from holding on, thinking about time or thinking about anything else. We can just kind of take a moment. And it takes a moment. But when we soften into that heart space, we find that peace and that harmony. And that's what this energy is all about. So very simple mantra practice for you tonight. Peace begins with me. Or you could simply breathe into your heart as a breathwork practice. Just taking a moment to soften. Let go. Hmm. So I don't have much else for you as far as insight into the new moon or Vedic astrology, but I did want to talk about Mercury retrograde and kind of what that means. Mercury is the planet of communication and expression. We are in an air season, which is all about communication and expression. Things might be a little backwards right now. Messages might not get across. Transmissions may be a little weird or message not received or we might be a little glitchy. We might have tech problems, okay? This is all communication and expression, social media. Physical throat, sinus, ears, nose, throat, sinus, maybe respiratory challenges, thymus, thyroid. All of this is in the throat area. Challenges with throat chakra in the sense of honesty, expression of true self, communication. Maybe you just can't talk right. <laughs> happens to me sometimes, right? This is all stuff that happens with Mercury retrograde. And this is going to happen until October 2nd. And the reason that I mention this is because, number one, we're in it. But number two, Libra season is about balance and harmony and alignment. And we start to move into the end of this retrograde season with Libra season, with this lunar cycle. So we have on October 2nd, 
everything going direct with Mercury and things might get a little bit easier. So hang in there. Everybody's been like, how much longer with Mercury? And I'm like, I get it. I'm there with you. Just a little bit longer. October 2nd, Mercury will go direct. Okay, the only other thing I have for you tonight is a tarot reading. This is something that I do for all of our moon circles. I wanted to bring that into our circle tonight as well. We had an interesting reading come through as I pulled the cards literally like 15 minutes, 10 minutes before our circle. I wanted to talk about the past, present, and future here, guidance through the cards. But before I do so, I'm just going to take a deep breath. So I'm going to take a deep breath again. Maybe take a moment just to thank these cards for being in our circle tonight, the messages that the cards have to give us, maybe thanking that fifth element for bringing through things in a different way, helping us to lean into our intuition of whatever we feel the card is trying to tell us, but also taking in, you know, the golden nuggets of whatever information I translate from the cards as well. So with that, I want to start with our past card. I pulled the King of Cups. The King of Cups is about, you know, ruling with a little bit of mastering of emotions, right? Emotional stability feels um, very stoic and also doesn't make rash decisions, like makes responsible decisions, stable decisions, grounded decisions. So, you know, this is something that I think that we have been navigating over the past couple of years. We've been navigating ways to really get a hold of ourselves, get a hold of our emotions so that we feel more grounded, so that we feel better about, you know, the decisions that we make moving forward. We feel like we rule our lives a little bit better as we make those decisions moving forward. You know, anytime we have the cups, that's always about emotion or water or even abundance a little bit as well because our cup can runneth over and when you have the king of cups that is about abundance so it's about looking back and saying wow I really was abundant over the past couple of years even though it was a challenging time for me to really find sovereignty and rule my life I still appreciate all of the things that I had. If anything, your health, you're here, you're alive, you're well, right? You survived. But so much abundance in addition to that. So the King of Cups sometimes actually represents like a wealth or abundance, but also can represent a little bit of a challenge along the way. So we pull this as our past card to recognize what we've been through, to remind us of our abundance, and to continue to encourage us to find that emotional stability in order to feel like we are ruling our life with more peace and ease. For the present card, I have the Four of Swords. Now, typically when we have swords, it's about like cutting cords, cutting ties, letting go. This is about detachment from the battle or the fight or taking action just for now. We're in a new moon. New moons are a time of darkness, of rest, of reflection, of turning within. You know, all of these swords are pointing down in this red square. They're rooted into the earth. It's kind of like, you know, when the soldier is no longer at battle, they put their gun or their sword into the earth and their helmet on top and they're just kicking back and they don't have to worry about any of that. That's kind of what's going on here. It's saying, hey, you know, just for now, I want you to 
slow down and rest because you are safe. You've overcome the challenges, right? You can take rest. This can also literally mean like return to health or overcoming some sort of illness. Now, I like to think about this as not only like our physical illness, but emotional illness. So, you know, overcoming that need to judge others or judge ourselves as the Libra energy normally does. However, this Mercury retrograde is in Libra or it started in Libra. And so right now we're actually influenced to kind of do things in a different way from what we would normally do. So, you know, this four of swords is saying, hey, just take rest. Just put your sword in the sand you don't have to fight the battle anymore. You don't have to judge yourself. You don't have to have that battle with yourself. You don't have to have that battle with others. You can simply just be as you are. You are safe to be as you are. And you are safe to find more peace. You know, when I think about, I'm going back to this illness of the world, you know, it, it, you know, illness isn't just within ourselves. This is an overcoming of the illness of the world, thinking that we are always having to be on the go, always having to be on the hustle, also getting over this illness of the world to always be judging, always be labeling, always be defining and dividing, you know, and, and bringing in all of this all of these ways to separate instead of coming together. That's an illness in the world. You know, getting rid of this illness to be ego-driven and always try to fight and win and conquer the battle. That is an illness in the world because the truth is we all can be here. We all can win. This is that Uttara Palguni Nakshatra, that energy of, you know, patronage of coming together in cohesiveness in marriage in partnership in the divine feminine and the divine masculine to not only have the patriarchy and the matriarchy but to get rid of it all together and to simply live in unity that is the utopia of the libra dream that is the libra new moon dream that is the energy we are in now and that is the energy this card is encouraging us to embrace the four of swords says take rest, find peace, embrace peace, ground peace and harmony into your life and let go of all of these old ways that no longer serve the rising up of the collective greater unified good. Now, finally, for our future card, we have the reversed chariot. Well, guess what? Mercury is still in retrograde. And typically when we have the chariot upright, it's about going on a journey. But anytime we have it in reverse, it's kind of saying, hey, the journey's maybe not what you expected. This is always the way if we travel during a Mercury retrograde. This is always the way in general with life in Mercury retrograde. As you go down the journey of life and navigate life, it can be a journey indeed during Mercury retrograde. And you might quite literally feel like everything is upside down, that you're getting pulled every which way. Also, when we pull the chariot reversed, this is about 
us taking the reins and taking control. Now, anytime we have the card upright, it's more about sometimes divine intervention or divine um, influence. But when we have it upside down, it's about making the decision ourselves. Retrograde season is a time of reflection. It's a time for us to look back and ask what we want to carry over when we are ready to move forward. We are in the season of death and dying and transformation and in between, a time of both dying and planting, autumn, the time in between summer and winter. So we decide now what we carry over into the spring, what we carry over into the next year. I also want to let you know about a little secret. Now, right now, not during Libra season, but starting in Scorpio season, guess what? We're in the Taurus Scorpio eclipse series, and we are going to go back into eclipse season. And eclipse season is like retrograde fast forward. It gives us a portal where we can make the choice to continue to live the same life, have the same situations, the same problems, the same hiccups, or we can jump forward and accelerate into a new evolution. So right now, Mercury is in retrograde to help us slow down and also slow us down on our journey. The chariot in reverse comes in and says, hey, all of these slowing downs, these reversals, these redirections, these are for you to slow down and ask yourself, what do you want to continue to carry forward? We have a light horse. We have a dark horse. We can pack things on that shadow horse and continue to ride that journey into the same karmic loop. Or we can pack things onto the white horse and rise up toward the light and a new evolution. So we have the Taurus Scorpio or Scorpio Taurus Eclipse Series. That means throughout Scorpio season, we will have eclipses. And then in Taurus season, in that April-May time of 2023, we will be wrapping up that cycle. So what do you want to carry over into the spring? into next year, it's time to make the decision right now. And that's why with this new moon circle, I made the decision to stop trying to get it to work on Facebook and to just go here on Instagram. By the way, hi Brandy, I'm giving you a little wave if you're still here. Okay, loves, that is what I have for you tonight. If you have any questions about this moon circle or anything that you want to put into it, please put it in the comments now. I will release our guides and guardians of the five directions before we officially close. I also wanted to announce that we have moved up the date one day earlier than expected for our full moon circle representing the full moon in Aries. So we're going to have that on Saturday, October 8th at 8 p.m. Central Time on Instagram, on the Vina Lene Instagram page. And then, of course, you can get the replays on my website, vinalene.com, and also on the Mother Moon Yoga YouTube channel. So just a heads up, our next virtual moon circle, it's a virtual full moon circle for the full moon in Aries. That's going to be Saturday, October 8th at 8 p.m. Okay. I don't see anything else on the comments, so I'm going to release our guides and guardians of the five directions, and then we will seal our circle tonight. By the way, thank you so much for your patience tonight. As I mentioned, I am running on 
roughly, let's say, four-ish hours of sleep. I did a three-day event in um, a local area as a geode fest, and my side business is I make um, these all different types of bath bombs and bath products, including bath bombs that look like geodes and crystals and crystal bath bombs with crystals inside and just all this jazz. And so um, the event wasn't your typical vendor event. It, it started at about 6.30 in the morning and went till about 6 in the evening, um, two days. And then today we started at the same time but ended in the afternoon. So I'm just kind of tired. I've um, had to stay up late last night and manage inventory. And so, yeah, it's just been, it's been a lot. And by the way, if you haven't um, found my New Moon Musings newsletter, I normally send that out before my virtual moon circle. I did not do that because honestly, I had a very busy weekend with my vendor event and I thought I would have more downtime and I just didn't. So I haven't had the opportunity to create the newsletter, to write about all the things and send it out to you. But I am hoping tonight after this moon circle, I'm going to have a nice bath. I'm going to have a little downtime. I'm going to crash, get some good sleep. And tomorrow I'm going to get all of that out to you. So if you want to learn more about this new moon in Libra, stay tuned. It'll all be out, hopefully, fingers crossed, on my website tomorrow and hopefully in your inbox if you're subscribed to my e-newsletters. Okay, let's release the guides and guardians of the five directions and let's finish our circle. I'm going to start by releasing the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the spirit realm, the Akash, the ether, cosmic beings, deities, angels, archangels, spirits of protection, anything else that was here tonight from the other realms, from the other side, from beyond our planet. We thank you for being in our new moon circle tonight. We also release the guides and guardians of the north, our ancestors, earth energy, plant energy. We thank it all for being here tonight. We continue to ask for wisdom as we move forward, as we co-create in this new world, in this new earth, as we conceive and bring a new generation into this new world. We ask that you keep us humble, mindful of our past, and continue to guide and direct us as we move forward into our future. We thank the guides and guardians of the North for being in our circle tonight with their element of earth. We also release the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water, transformative energy to wash away what doesn't serve, to help purify our spaces. Also this energy of going with the flow, more of a detachment that we're being called to embrace with this moon. We thank the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water for being in our circle tonight. We also release the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire, transformative energy, life, death, rebirth, excitement, maybe a desire burning for a new way to create more or evolve. We thank the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire tonight. And finally, we release the guides and guardians of the East with their element of air, this airy Libra, new moon, air element. We uh, thank you for the new beginnings, for the ability to take deep, slower, 
fresh breaths right in from our heart, help to slow down time, help to clear our mind. We thank the gods and guardians of the east of their element of air for being in our circle tonight. Hmm, with that, our circle is complete and sealed all up and done. Thank you so much for being here. Again, thank you for your patience. Thank you for being with my jumbled brain and words on this Mercury retrograde moon. I'm excited to see what you're planting, what you're ready to harvest next spring. Do it all out of your heart and with the best intentions for the greatest good of all, right? This or something better for the greater good of all. But let that peace begin with you. Let that abundance begin with you. Look around you and see how abundant you are beyond that dollar sign. And look how peaceful that makes you feel when you see how abundant you are when you look around. Your blessings come from the places that warm your heart. <sighs> Sending you all the blessings on this Libra new moon. I'll see you again on Saturday, October 8th, 8 p.m. Central Time to celebrate the full moon in Aries. Until then, may we all be joyful and happy. May we all be healthy and well. May we all know peace, harmony, alignment. May we all feel loved. And so it is. Namaste. Blessed be.